A little while back, I did a soundbite on the key to successful programming at youth hockey, um, you know, youth hockey organizations. And um, I wanted to expound a little bit more on that same concept and uh, talk about a, a principle that has come up recently. It comes up quite often, actually, in, uh, you know, uh, among the, the coaches that I work with and that I talk to. Uh, and that is the idea of paid coaches. So there are, I've had quite a bit of experience, actually. Um, here in Utah, it seems to be like every couple of years, this, there's, a, there's a, a paid coaching kick that people buy into. And, um, you know, it definitely has its, its you know, its, its selling points. Um, but I, I'm a little bit, a little bit leery of it as a long-term solution to, to youth programming. I want to talk a little bit about why. Um, so I've seen it at two different, um, you know, kind of at two different levels, like the, the upper levels, like the, the high level travel, um, programs. And then I've also seen it at, um, you know, the, the house level. So, um, I won't get too specific on, you know, um, names or organizations or anything that I'm talking about, um, here locally, but, um, it's happened a few times, a few years where, um, you know, there have been, you know, high end travel teams that, you know, come in oftentimes from out of state and, um, you know, start up a new program. And, uh, one of their biggest selling points is, Hey, we don't have paid coaches or sorry, we, we have paid coaches. And so you're never going to have to worry about, you know, favoritism from your kid or whatever. There will be no parent coaches in this organization. That's one of our core principles. And, you know, again, surface level, that sounds great, right? It's like, okay, so, you know, uh, my kid's never going to have to worry about, you know, losing ice time to the coach's kid who gets favoritism no matter how badly he plays. Um, and so that, you know, that's, that's a selling point. And then, you know, I'll, on top of that, you know, most of the time these organizations have um, coaches who, at least on paper, have impressive resumes. You know, they've, they've either played somewhere or they've coached somewhere. Sometimes they've coached with somebody who's impressive. And, um, you know, especially in communities where there's not a lot of hockey background, places like here in Salt Lake, um, you know, parents don't have a lot of their own personal experience to base their decisions off of. So they're basing their decisions off of, well, it's, uh, you know, the coach has a good resume, it's more expensive, so it must be better, right? And, um, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it's a great situation. Um, more often than not, though, I see a few problems with it. Um, the first problem at the upper levels is that, uh, you know, if, if these coaches are looking to make a career out of coaching, then, um, you know, coaching squirt hockey in Salt Lake City is anything but a final destination. Um, you know, even Bantam hockey in Salt Lake City is anything but a final destination. So what they're looking at is, uh, you know, this is a stepping stone. This is another thing on my resume that I can use to bump myself up to a, a higher level program. Um, and you can, you know, you can swap out the words Salt Lake City for, for your own, um, you know, your own hometown, wherever this may be happening. Um, so because of that, you don't get a lot of continuity because if the coach is any good at all, then they will use their experience um, in this organization that pays their coaches. They'll use their experience as a springboard to another program. 
And that's one of the biggest drawbacks in my opinion is, is, um, you know, lack of continuity in coaching from season to season. That's already a challenge in USA hockey where we have split age groups. Um, you know, where we have nine and 10 year olds playing together, you know, two different calendar years playing together because every year half the team moves up and half the team stays behind. So half the team gets the same coach again, depending on, you know, who moves up with the team and the other half of the team has a new coach and they're starting from, from scratch again every other year. So, um, you know, I, I see that as being a problem. Um, and I've had firsthand experience with that in, you know, the upper level organizations here locally where there's just no, you know, there, there's a, a lack of continuity. Oftentimes, I'm not going to make a hard and fast rule. It says every time, but oftentimes there's a lack of continuity They you don't see that same lack of continuity when it's a parent coach. So even though, yes, you do have the possibility of a, you know, favoritism or, a, you know, there, there's, there's bad eggs either way, right? There's always going to be um, things you disagree with either way. You can find bad examples either way. Um, but the likelihood of a parent sticking it out because he's got skin in the game, the skin being his own kid, his or her own kid, it, you know, it's, it's a lot more likely that that parent will be around for the long-term development. So if you can get the right parent coach in there that knows the game, that's, you know, not only knows the game, but is willing to continue to learn. Um, and as we already said, has a, a vested interest in, in the team's development and in the program, because they want it to be a good experience for their own child. I don't think that that's, you know, anything to sneeze at. I think that's a pretty noble objective as a parent. That's my objective. You know, that's why I coach is so that my, my kids can have a, a positive hockey experience and I can have some control over that. So that's one thing to kind of take into consideration as you're looking at these, you know, as, as you're looking at programming, um, you're going to be paying a lot more money to be able to support the coach. Um, and the likelihood of that coach being around in the long term is much lower than if you do have parent coaches. At the flip side of that, so the youngest age groups, I've also seen um, an organization um, here locally that, uh, you know, instead of having volunteer coaches, they have uh, paid coaches through the city. So um, it's, it's not my own organization, um, but it's a, another one that we come in contact with frequently. And um, those coaches, you know, the, the types of coaches that those guys will be, um, you know, they're, they're young kids in this specific circumstance, young kids getting paid, um, you know, not too much money, uh, to be there, but they're there, they put in their time and they go home. And again, they don't have a vested interest in, uh, being with the kids and, and what happens here, uh, you know, I know every, every local place is different. Um, but what we do here in Utah is since there's not a big enough pool of kids to, um, um, to always, you know, have in house, you know, at the same, within the same organization, we bounce around a little bit and play against other organizations. So it's still house level, but we're playing against other organizations. And, um, you know, these coaches that are being paid, uh, you know, eight bucks an hour to be there, um, there's no incentive for them to travel, uh, you know, to the other arenas with their little group of kids that, uh, you know, for games. So these kids, they have their practices and everything, but then they show up on games and it's a disconnect. Um, their regular coaches don't come with them 
And uh, there's, again, there's no investment in the development because it's not their own kids and they're being paid eight bucks an hour to be there. And that's it. They, they show up, they do their time and they go home. Um, so it's, I've seen it, you know, they, there's, there's things that I really worry about it from both ends of the spectrum, you know, from the top end down to the bottom end. And I think that the real, the real answer is, is we need to educate our parents. We need to help our parents to become good, high quality coaches that will be fair coaches. And, um, you know, I, I think that that's the way that it needs to be run in order for it to be the most effective possible. So that's my two cents worth, as we always say. Um, but that's, you know, in my mind, that's one of the biggest keys to having a solid organization over the long term is to have parent coaches who are invested in the development of the program, who know their hockey, who are willing to learn, who are willing to keep progressing and uh, who are dedicated to being fair. So that's it for this one. We'll be back again soon with another Weiss Tech Soundbite.